Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here today for our Congregation of Prayer Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer around God's Word. It's April 15th. There, now you can see me better. Uh, April 15th, 2021, Thursday. Good to have you. Uh, yes, uh, I can see you checked in here. Don, Karen, Eileen, Gus, Chris, uh, my mother, Michael. Good to have you. And yes, happy birthday to Anne. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I run from place to place and place. Thursday's not a light day for me, so <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not sure we'll get to celebrate birthday. And I'm going to be out of town um, tomorrow and uh, Saturday. So, yeah. and then back on Sunday and then gone again Monday through Wednesday. So, there's only so much time in the days. All right. Um, if you didn't have an opportunity already to watch the Bible study on the book of Hebrews, that was last night. And um, chapter 9, verse 1 to 14. So I encourage you to go and check that out. Uh, I'm finding the study of uh, the book of Hebrews to be quite enlightening and deep and um, um, also uh, applicable uh, to our life as Christians, but also to some of the features of the Christian confession, namely our architecture um, and our liturgy. So go check that out. It's available on Facebook and YouTube uh, and Twitch, probably somewhere else, who knows. <laughs> so you can go check that out. All right, very good. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. Uh, let's see. We do our memory verse. Romans 8.28 We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, verse 28. And now our psalm for this week, Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord, our God, who is seated on high, who looks, down far, looks far down on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes with the princes of his people. He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The first reading today is from Isaiah chapter 52 and 53, famously called the Suffering Servant Song. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently, he shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. Just as many were astonished at you, so his visage was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations, kings shall shut their mouths at him. For what had been told them they shall see, and what they had not heard they shall consider. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? 
for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. As we hid, as it were, our faces from him, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, and yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge many righteous servant, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressor. This uh, is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lovely prophetic text from Isaiah. Uh, We hear this um, usually on either, well, usually Good Friday. Uh, I read it this year at the Good Friday Tenebrae service. Obviously prophetic of Jesus as I said, uh, and many things that you can hear echoed then in the Passion account, regardless of which gospel you're reading from. Of course, there's the hymn that we sang a couple weeks ago, Stricken, Smitten, and Afflicted, is lifted straight out of that text. All right. Continuation of the Passion according to St. John, chapter 19. Now, there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene, When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished and that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Therefore, because it was the preparation day, that the bodies should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken, and that they might be taken away. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he's telling the truth, so that you may believe. 
For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be broken. And again, another scripture says, They shall look on him whom they pierced. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took the body of Jesus. And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with the spices, as the custom of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb, in which no one had yet been laid. So there they laid Jesus because of the Jews' preparation day, for the tomb was nearby. There ends the reading. Okay, catechesis. Uh, who stayed with Jesus at the foot of the cross? According to John, this is comparable to what we heard from Luke, the three Marys, right? His mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Um, what was the word of Jesus spoken in verse 26 and 27? So you notice, um, you might have, on occasion, on Good Friday afternoon, had the seven last words of Jesus. Maybe we'll do that some year. Woman, behold your son, and behold your mother. And what word of Jesus is in verse 28? I thirst. What did they offer Jesus to drink for his thirst? That it's not fine coffee by Gillespie. <laughs> no, a sponge fi- was filled with sour wine, put on hyssop, and put to his mouth. Uh, it says the scripture was fulfilled. Uh, what scripture might this be? Right, Because it's not a direct quote but it's referring to the sponge and the sour wine. All right. Uh, what layout happened to my Bible here? Let's flip that back. Dun, 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 dun. There we go. All right. Um, how about Psalm 69? So this is a plea for help in time of trouble. Psalm of David. Psalm 69. i find a good verse. About verse 20, reproach has broken my heart and I am full of heaviness. I looked for someone to take pity, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. They also gave me gall for my food and for my thirst. They gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table become a snare before them and their well-being a trap. All right, there it is. Um, could be Psalm 63. Remember, we've talked about Jesus praying the Psalms at the cross. Another Psalm of David, when he was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, you are my God, early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. All right, so that sounds could apply. Also, the end of that psalm, verse 9, But those who seek my life to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him shall glory, and by the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. All right. So yes, um, these psalms about the enemies surrounding, obviously of David, um, but that he would trust in the Father's salvation to set him on high. And of course, then they gave him vinegar to drink. Psalm 63, the thirst for what his father alone could give identifies Jesus as the king who rejoices in his father. So um, what I would encourage you to do, again, if, if there's a psalm or another scripture that's being referred to, is to then think of the broader context of that reference, right? So 
Uh, we had that yesterday with Psalm 22, right? So then go read the whole psalm and see um, how it is a confession, not only of that moment at the cross, but of Christ um, and his whole ministry. Same here, Psalm 63, Psalm 69. Go check those out. Uh, for what was hyssop used? Hyssop should draw us back, of course, to the Passover, right? Because that's what was used to dip um, into the, the blood collected from the lamb to apply it to both the lintel and the two doorposts of the homes, right? Um, this is, of course, significant because here, while the sponge is filled with sour wine, the hyssop was being dipped in the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, that our thirst might be satisfied from the blood of his sacrifice. So there's this like reversal of movement, right? Now the blood of the Passover lamb was applied to the doorpost. Now here, the blood from the Passover lamb is applied to us, right? As we're satisfied in the blood of the sacrament. Hyssop was transferring the blood and applying it to our hearts. So it's kind of um, an inverse, if you like. What word of Jesus occurred at his death? There it is in verse 30. It is finished. It is finished. And what was finished? Yes, the atonement for our sins was complete. Um, what, did, what did he do at his death? This is helpful. We talked about this yesterday uh, in our chapel, actually, with the children. He gave up his spirit. Right? Um, how should we understand this, giving up his spirit? I don't think it should be lowercase s. I think it should be uppercase s, personally. There we go. <laughs> Just fix the translation. Yeah, he died in order to give us his spirit, who is the spirit of truth, right? The Holy Spirit, who was poured out on us from the one who is truth, right? Received at our baptism. Uh, why did they need to get the bodies down from the cross? What does it say there? Because it was the preparation day, right? The day of preparation for the Sabbath, the Sabbath being Saturday, right? So this is Friday. And of course, that had to be done by sunset when Saturday begins, according to the Jewish reckoning. Why would the legs be broken? Again, disappointing to the uh, Romans, I'm sure, but so that they would die quickly and the bodies could be taken away before the Sabbath began. All right, and we talked about that um, in our Bible study on this text, actually, a Sunday morning Bible study, um, how uh, they saw it as a curse on the land to have any bodies hanging from a tree on the Sabbath, regardless of whether it was a just hanging or whatnot. Why weren't Jesus' legs broken? Again, think Passover language here. Yes, the Passover's, Passover lamb's legs could not be broken. Jesus is our Passover lamb who takes away the sins of the world. I talked about this again in the Bible study on this text when we studied it on Sunday, which you can go and find. Um, probably hard to find on Facebook, but certainly on YouTube. When we study this text, um, that there are scholars who say that the Passover really isn't in mind here. Um, I cannot but help but see the Passover throughout this entire account. Um, and, it, and it makes sense because um, the evangelist John in chapter 1 uh, records John the Baptist saying, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Pointing us right to the Passover. And this is the Passover of God. What did one of the soldiers then do to Jesus? This is uniquely recorded here in uh, John's Gospel. He pierced his side with the spear. Pierced his side with the spear. Uh, and then what happened? Blood and water came out. What is important about this in the Gospel of John? Blood and water. Of course, water, you can think back to John chapter 2, 
Um, oh, excuse me, that's blood. Well, it's water. Water turned to wine, I should say. And then John chapter 3, we have the water uh, being born again of water in the Spirit um, with Nicodemus. John 6, of course, we have um, we have Jesus and his confession that you, uh, whoever desires to be saved must not only eat my flesh, but drink my blood. Right. So really, all the benefits of Jesus' death and resurrection flow from his side um, in holy baptism and the Lord's Supper. Right? And we talked about um, some sacred art having, well, we had it yesterday in our congregation prayer for the art where the angels were collecting the blood from his hands and from the wounds, right? From his hands and from his side. Um, throughout the gospel, well, actually, I preached on this too. Mm, was it on Good Friday? Yeah, it was Good Friday, where there's even artwork where uh, uh, this would be like Ed Rojas has done this, where the uh, water from his side pours into the font and the blood pours into the chalice. Throughout the gospel, John has emphasized these two fluids as essential to life, and now they're poured forth from the side of cross, Christ at the cross. Of course, uh, John tells us, uh, John 20, that these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, right? And then in 1 John chapter 5, these three testify, right? The blood, the water, and the Spirit. Um, all testifying so that you may believe, right? So that's why this is recorded here. All right, you see that right away in verse 35. His testimony is true, and he's telling the truth so that you may believe. Um, there's some other scriptures that are fulfilled that we should probably record or mention. Psalm 34, right? He says that the scriptures may be fulfilled. How about Psalm 34? Um, this is a psalm of David when he pretended madness before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. <laughs> um, specifically, let's jump in. It's verse 17 of Psalm 34. You can read the whole psalm on your own. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He guards all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. Um, the Lord redeems his soul, the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. All right, so there we have the promise that the Lord would deliver the righteous from all his afflictions would not allow his bones to be broken. Of course, the righteous being Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Uh, but we are all, of course, then righteous by faith in him, having been cleansed in his blood. How about another scripture that might be fulfilled? Uh, would be John, or excuse me, Zechariah 10. No, excuse me, 12, verse 10. Um, again, with his side being pierced. And I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they have pierced. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son. Mm. And grieve for him as one grieves for his firstborn. In that day there shall be a great mourning in Jerusalem like the mourning of Hadad Raman in the plain of Megiddo. And the land shall mourn, every family by itself, the family of the house of David by itself, and the wives by themselves, the family of the house of Nathan by itself, and the family of the house... Oh, and their wives by themselves, the family of the house of Levi by itself, and their wives by themselves, the family of Shammai by itself, and their wives by themselves, all the families that remain, every family by itself, and their wives by themselves. And in that day, a fountain shall be opened for the house of David and for the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and uncleanness. Ooh, a fountain shall be opened for sin and for uncleanness. Uh, the wives by themselves, of course, you have the women at the, the cross grieving, apart from the men who are 
huddled away in the upper room for fear. So here in uh, Zechariah, it speaks of an, a spirit of grace and supplication being poured out. That's a language of liquid, right? When they look on him whom they have pierced, that's quite obvious. That fountain being opened up would be the water and the blood pouring from the side of Christ. Genius. You see, John has uh, quite a knowledge of the scriptures that he's bringing to bear. All right, and then uh, who? Who asked for Pilate, or asked Pilate for Jesus' body? That would be Joseph of Arimathea. Says he was a disciple secretly for fear of the Jews. Um, And then look who assists Joseph. I love this reference. Nicodemus, right? Remember the story of Nicodemus from John 3. He was that ruler of the Jews that came to Jesus by night and was told that he must be born again by water and spirit. Now here's the water pouring out and the spirit coming forth. And who shows up? Nicodemus. Now that was a reference to baptism, but here's, in a sense, his baptism. Uh, What was near the place of crucifixion then? Also brilliant. A garden with a tomb in which no one had been laid. Remember, we have types and shadows. We talked about that last night with the book of Hebrews, um, that the uh, tabernacle was set up as um, a a man-made garden, right? With the acacia wood and the engravings and the carvings that would be on the walls. Go read about that in uh, Leviticus, I think 15, 12, 15, somewhere in there. All right. Meditation on this text. Here is the true Passover lamb, or here the true Passover lamb was prepared by his own father for roasting upon the spit of the cross. The Lamb of God, pure and holy, completed his work that he might take away the sins of the world. It is finished. Is there anything more comforting than that word? Everything that needed to be done for our salvation has been completed. The spear pierced his side that the life-giving fluids might flow freely and be the sign of power of holy baptism in the Lord's Supper to bestow new life and salvation that Jesus won for us in his death. And giving up his spirit at his death, Jesus opened the way to bestow the spirit of life upon us in our death. Indeed, at his resurrection, he would breathe out that spirit upon the twelve by the word of forgiveness and promise that the spirit would work where, wherever the forgiveness of sins was proclaimed. The word of forgiveness for Jesus' sake is the means by which the Holy Spirit delivers us from, from death and bestows upon us the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. The new tomb in the garden reminds us that the first garden had no tomb. On that day, the last Adam was laid in the tomb in the garden, that we might be raised from the tomb with our Lord, never to die again in the true and eternal paradise of God. All right. Confess our catechism, the table of duties, to citizens. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. Matthew 22, verse 21. It is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also because of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants, who give their full time to governing. Give everyone what you owe him. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Romans 13, verses 5-7. through I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior. 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 3. Remind remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good. Titus 3, verse 1. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men, whether to the king 
as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. 1 Peter 2, verses 13 to 14. Let us pray. Merciful Father, grant us faith to pray for the civil authorities and to trust that you will accomplish your good and gracious will through them. Teach us to live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness and be ready to do whatever is good in service to others in our community and nation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Thursday, we pray for the church and her pastors, for missionaries, teachers, deaconesses, and other servants of Christ in his church, for the fruitful and salutary use of the blessed sacrament of the Lord's body and blood. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help us, good Lord, by the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. On this day, we pray in thanksgiving with Anne, Bonnie, Sandy, Jerome, who all celebrate their birthday. Uh, we pray in thanksgiving with Amanda, who is now home from the hospital, with Mariah, in thanksgiving for her answer to the, our divine call. Uh, we pray in thanksgiving with Ryan and Cassidy, who uh, were given the gift of a son yesterday, Arthur, born healthy. Also uh, with those who are in need of God's gift of healing, Tristan, Marcella, Kelsey, Roy, John, Timothy, Janice, and Sandy, Linda, Ken, Aaron, Penny, and Blair. Our homebound, Bev, David, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey. And we also pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Lutheran Heritage Foundation and Pastor Bloss. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Prayer collect for this week. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord, is, is Lord and God, through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for this week. Christ Jesus lay in death strong band.
has lay in death strong hands for our offenses given. But now at God's right hand he stands and brings us life from heaven. Therefore let us joyful be and sing to God right thankfully loud songs of Alleluia, Alleluia. No son of man could conquer death, such ruin sin had wrought us. No innocence was found on earth, and therefore death had brought us into bondage from of old, and ever grew more strong and bold, and held us as its captain. Alleluia. Christ Jesus, God's own Son, came down his people to deliver. Destroying sin, he took the crown from death's pale brow forever. Stripped of pine, no more it reigns, an empty form alone remains. It sting his lust forever. Alleluia. It was a strange and dreadful strife when life and death contended. The victory remained with life. The reign of death was ended. Holy Scripture plainly saith that death is swallowed up by death. Its sting is lost forever. Alleluia. Here our true Paschal Lamb we see, whom God so freely gave us. He tied on the accursed tree, so strong his love to save us. See his blood now marks our door, faith points to it, death passes o'er. And Satan cannot harm us. Alleluia. So let us keep the festival to which the Lord invites us. Christ is himself the joy of all the sun that warms and lights us. Now his grace to us imparts eternal sunshine to our hearts. The night of sin is ended. 
Alleluia. Then let us feast this Easter day on Christ the bread of heaven. The word of grace has purged away the old and evil leaven. Christ alone our soul shall feed. He is our meat and drink indeed. Faith lives upon no other. Alleluia. Excellent. So that concludes our congregation prayer for today, April 15th, 2021, the feast day of St. Anne of Gillespie. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, so uh, Lord be with you all and keep you safe. If you didn't already catch last evening's Bible study, be sure to do that. The book of Hebrews, it actually dovetails very nicely with what we've uh, considered today or what we've been considering this week. Um, uh, also, yeah, gather tomorrow, Friday, for our congregation prayer, 9 a.m. And uh, keep praying for a uh, blessed, uh, non-congested internet day, like today. So, <laughs> uh, Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again tomorrow.